What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Duelist 101 podcast. This is Mason back with you again this week. We are continuing on our deck building uh, series with um, an example this time, like a full-blown example. We wanted to try to give you guys some ideas for different decks that are considered rogue um, at best and kind of what we've been doing in order to uh, help kind of salvage them and that's funny and you'll see why here in a little bit so yeah i hope you guys have been doing pretty well um if you are a praying kind of person or if you just want to uh, keep people in your thoughts whenever you care about them uh, my dad recently had surgery so if you know keep him in your thoughts prayers all that stuff uh, for his recovery that would be appreciated uh no judgment if uh if you are not a praying kind of person that's fine but yeah back to it we are going to be doing uh, a kind of mini series called the rogue deck analysis and this week we are be uh, going to be covering plunder patrol now plunder patrol um is uh it was first released as a tcg exclusive which um is way less cool than it sounds uh basically it just means that the archetype was released in the tcg prior to being released all over the world uh ordinarily um, new archetypes will be released in the OCG, uh, which is over in Japan, uh, a little bit of Australia, a lot more over in, um, the Eastern part of the world. Um, new archetypes are released there first, but then, uh, they get brought over to the TCG. Uh, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes, sometimes it happens nearly in instantaneously, but we, uh, wanted to go over, uh, plunder patrol with all of you. So hopefully this is uh, kind of helpful for all of you um, as we get into this deck, uh, why it's built the way it is, and uh, what it hopes to accomplish. So I'll see you in the next section. What's up, guys? Um, so this is going to be, you know, a little bit shorter of an episode. I know it's, uh, hopefully it's kind of nice to be able to have, you know, a 15-minute um analysis of a deck but we try to fit as much information as we can um, in a short amount of time so hopefully this helps um, let's let's talk plunder patrol for a little bit um, so in past episodes we've gone over different types of uh, decks right we have uh, control decks like sky striker um, or i would argue eldritch to be honest uh, as long as it's not the synchro version um we have combo decks uh, in recent memory that might be Infernoble Knights or um, that might be uh, Burning Abyss or any of these um, strategies that like to, to, they move a lot. They move a lot. Um, plunder fits into a weird category that we don't talk about as much. You might hear the term mid-range or ramp, okay? So with ramp... Uh, ramp decks want, like, they start out initially with a very unassuming board, but once you get into the game, then, <laughs> then you are able to do some really frightening things to your opponent. Um, so this, uh, like as the game progresses, they just get stronger and stronger and stronger until you just run them over. Um, if you're familiar with the game of, uh, Magic the Gathering, this might be best associated with a green color. Um, if you're not a magic person, that is a-okay. Uh, don't worry about that. So, basically, um, 
this uh, ramp strategy, the plunders, they they want to interact with your opponent a lot. If they are able to interact, usually they can come up with ways, depending on the matchup, to find a win con. And that's the beauty of this deck. There's a lot of different ways that you can win the game. Um, but let's let's keep moving. How how do you determine that? How do you play this deck in such a way to to be um, you know resource uh, aware and and to be able to take care of of your stuff in that way? So first you have to decide as you're building a deck, are you going first or are you going second? Um, ideally, if you're going first, you will have a lot of combo starters and play extenders. That way, uh, whenever you're playing against your opponent, you are already able to, uh, I mean, just frighteningly <laughs> deal with whatever they could have. Um, and you're able to build negates. You're able to build these different things that uh, will stop them in their tracks, right? For for my Phantom Knights, I'm sorry. Uh, for my Phantom Knights, that might be being able to have a couple of Fog Blades or um, having Dark Requiem out, which is a uh, monster negate. If you're a synchro-based deck, um, that might be Crystal Wing, um, Synchro uh, Dragon, or that might be... Um, shoot, I mean being able to build boards that are not easily broken, right? Herald of the Arclight and, uh, and some of those Borlode Savage might be better examples for the recent metagame. Um, so you have to decide if you're going first or second. The deal with that is that um, there's a couple different versions of Plunder. Um, historically, they are far better at going second and breaking boards. Uh, a lot of the time, you might be loading up on Dark Ruler no more. You might be loading up on uh, some of these different things um, to deal with, excuse me, you might be um, having a lot of like hand traps or, or different things to prevent your opponent from really building the, as strong of a board as they can. Or if they do, you throw down a dark ruler and usually it doesn't matter too much anymore. So that's pretty awesome. Then um, once uh, if you're if you're going second, another suggestion: use your kaiju's. Right? It's a it's a kind of monster that just tributes your opponent's monsters. Now you're giving that monster to them, but if you are able to break a board because they just have a bunch of kaiju's, hmm, I'm just saying, uh, look up the card "Interrupted Kaiju Slumber" and you will find it well worth it as far as a really special kind of interaction there. But back to pl uh, plunder. Plunder ideally wants to send cards from the hand or monster zone in order to trigger new effects in order to build advantage. Um, so that would be your, my favorite normal summon is Whitebeard. Uh, with Whitebeard, um, whenever, uh, whenever he is on the field and he stays on the field, uh, on your opponent's turn, as a quick effect, that's what makes this so insane, you can special summon one Plunder Patrol monster from the extra deck with the same attribute as a monster your opponent controls or is in their graveyard and if you do equip this card to it now this is uh one of the cooler things to me about this kind of strategy um if this card is sent from the hand or monster zone to the graveyard you can activate this effect special summon one plunder patrol monster from your deck except Whitebeard, uh the plunder patrol helm basically himself um also, you can't special summon except for plunder monsters. That's fine. 
not a big deal. Most of your uh, monsters that you're wanting to play are plunder, so it's not a big deal. Now, here's what's really amazing about that effect. Uh, ideally, what you'll do is say uh, you get this one and uh, the card Silent Angler, which is if you control a water monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. Um, if you have those two, you can go into the link, right, which is Blackbeard, who also, as a quick effect, can target one effect monster you control, including itself. Special summon one plunder patrol monster from your extra deck with the same attribute as a monster your opponent controls or is in their grave. Okay. Then you equip this card to it, draw a card. Always good to draw cards. Always, 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 always. Now, with uh, this kind of strategy, because you linked off uh, Whitebeard is sent from the monster main monster zone to the graveyard, which means it can special summon another Plunder Patrol. Ideally, you'll want to go into Redbeard, who has a similar effect uh, as a quick effect on your opponent's turn. You'll be able to switch um, and special summon a Plunder Patrol from your extra deck by sending this to the grave, and technically, you equip this card to it. And there we go. Um... Or if this is uh, if this card is sent from hand or monster zone to the grave, you can target one plunder patrol you control, except itself, and equip this card to it. That's Redbeard's Redbeard's effect. Now, here's what makes that special: um, you have all these uh, crewmates, if you will. You've got Whitebeard, you've got Redbeard, you've got Bluebeard, and you have uh, Golden Hair. Uh, Golden Hair is important for its own reasons uh, as an extender, mostly, but with each of these Plunder Patrol cards, um, whenever you are uh, trying to uh, build that advantage, if you um, use Whitebeard or Redbeard to get into the extra deck monsters, right? Um, then your extra deck monsters have really bonkers effects. Uh, for Liss, um, you have uh, you can special summon a Plunder Patrol monster from. Uh, hand or spell trap zone or when your opponent activates a monster effect you can discard one plunder patrol card right sending from hand to the grave also a trigger uh, which is important uh, negate the activation and if you do destroy it which is insane then you've got a uh, patrol ship bran which is a targeted spell trap banish really good in your dark magician matchup freaking dark magician circle hate that card anyway uh then you've got patrol ship mowork um also important if you can hard make this card all the monsters you have are level four as is uh, aside from the hand traps and so really really good to to hard make this card because if your plunder patrol card or cards would be destroyed by battle or card effect you can detach one material from this card instead but if you cheat this one out then you can uh, target one effect monster. <laughs> Y'all, I got messed up so many times on the Edo Pro uh, like AI because I would try to target like Blue Eyes White Dragon, which is a normal monster, not an effect monster. Um, and unbelievably, I could not banish it. Very frustrating interaction. But you can target one effect monster your opponent controls, banish it, then you can add one Plunder Patrol Spoiler Trap from deck to hand. What's cool about each of these different uh, ships is they end up creating more advantage uh, because you used their effect, which is awesome. Awesome. You get, you get that extra hand advantage. You get that extra um, card. It is so incredibly important in today's uh, game. So, 
that's that's kind of the idea. Um, this entire deck is designed to have this really, really ultra recursive method, um, as well as dodging effects, if you will, that target from the opponent, uh, which is extremely important. Um, in the past, what they have done very, very well is um, go second. So if you build it with that in mind, that's fine. If you build it going first, I strongly recommend having Bahamut Shark and Totally Awesome. Those are must-have cards if you want to play this and go first. That's that's all I will leave it at. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, in the past they have succeeded going second, like I said. Um, but outside of like one example at a Kansas regional uh, pre-COVID um, by a guy named uh, Nico Smith, this. Uh, oh, I mean, he's the one example, right, um, of somebody that had a reasonable result uh, at a regional with this deck. That's why largely this is considered rogue. This uh, this also, um, this deck doesn't get just a ton of representation, which makes it a little bit harder to gauge just how powerful this strategy can be. That means there's a lot of exploring to do. Now, I recommend, um, I will be trying to post a video soon with my deck and, and my strategy with, with how I like to operate um, through this, but, I mean, you're not me. You're not going to have the same ideas that I have, and that is perfectly fine. We want it that way. I want you to to explore the strategy and see what can change, see what's necessary, see what's not, um, because these Every single card in here is up for grabs as far as being able to change what it can do. So I strongly recommend uh, you being like, just go and try it. Try something. Um, I know some people have experimented with the Dark World package, uh, which those are some older cards, but they also get effects for being discarded from the hand. Uh, usually, at least the older ones are by an opponent's card effect, but um, if I remember right, but... There are some that just need a card effect to discard, which is pretty exciting and can uh, generate even more advantage for you if you're going that route. Um, I've seen somebody do Plunder Patrol Phantom Knights, which basically, usually if you see X deck plus Phantom Knights these days, it's because they threw in um, Rusty Bard and uh, a couple copies of Silent Boots and Fogblade, and they called it... Uh, <laughs> they called it um, X deck Phantom Knight. Really frustrating for somebody that likes Phantom Knight's pure. Anyway, um, but you should try to explore the strategy. Do a lot of different things with it because it has a lot of potential. I will always uh, mention with this deck, it's extremely hard uh, because the best part of the deck is that you really need to know what you're going up against um, by somebody being able to, to have things in the grave or, or deal with things in that way. That's what makes it so important, excuse me, to, to know what you're going up against. Um, otherwise, this deck will not function the way that you want it to. But um, in the current meta, uh, it's, it's a fun matchup. Um, a lot of people don't really understand what Plunder does in its totality, and so that allows you the freedom to do a lot of different things. Now, some of the top players you'll face are extremely fast learners, so you gotta you gotta play pretty smart. But 
Um, the beauty of this deck is that it is very response oriented. Um, a lot of decks tend to be uh, like these, like you're trying to fix the problems as they're coming, but uh, with this deck in particular, um, it's like it has a plan for everything if uh, that your opponent tries to do, um, aside from if they throw on their throw down their own dark ruler um good news you're probably not going to get hit by nibiru uh as much if you're if you're clever about it um so that's pretty good but anyway um like i said this deck i think has a lot of potential it's extremely smart if you're looking for a uh, place to kind of search and understand uh what this deck actually does i strongly recommend uh mbt um he is a Yugi tuber, a YouTuber that does Yu-Gi-Oh, and he did a lot of experimentation with this strategy. Um, and he put together his own video that goes through the combos. It goes through a lot of the different like whys to um, how you want this deck to play, and I think it is extremely helpful uh, for anyone that's just trying to figure it out. But that's what we got so far with this rogue deck analysis. Um, kind of as an example, uh, I try to give you different examples of what it does. Um, like I said, it's all about understanding what you're playing against. So if you can figure that out, you will be just fine. But that is all I have for now. So I hope this was helpful to all of you. If nothing else, learning what the deck does. Um, on a very basic level. Like I said, I'm going to try to follow this up with a video on YouTube. So if you want to check us out there, um, hopefully I will get that done real soon. And uh, if uh, if not, I strongly recommend uh, MBT. And I know there's other uh, good YouTubers out there that have a lot of videos on Plunder. So, I mean, just find one that you're interested in. and uh, And that will be good for that. So guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you'll have an incredible week. Um, and just, uh, I mean, let us know any questions or thoughts you have that would make this deck better. Um, just let us know, let us know. Thank you again so much for listening and we'll see you next time.